everyone, it's your host Megan and your co-host McKenna. And welcome back to Mickey Ears and Butterbeer. On this week's episode, we have a special guest with us. We have Jake who went to Disney World with us as well as the Kennedy Space Center. So Jake, this was your first time going to Disney. What did you think about that? Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, honestly. I have never been to Disney World before. Um, wasn't like a super big Disney kid growing up. I've seen like some of the classics, but definitely not all of them. Most people would be shocked at the ones I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun. Magical place. It, it lives up to the name. Awesome. We need to go back and do more park days. I know. <laughs> all right. So besides Disney, we also went to the Kennedy Space Center. This was the first time... For Jake, I think it was your first time as well as our first mm -hmm. time. So the first thing you do when you get there is you walk in and then you see the rocket garden. This is the garden where you see the huge rocket ships. And they have some things that you can read up on the rockets. Kenley, you want to talk about that? So basically, you have the opportunity to sit in a nose cone, which is where astronauts sit in a spaceship, which is really cool because you are sitting facing upwards and you feel like you're in an actual nose cone. So the first building that we went into was the gateway. So this is like a huge area where you can learn about all kinds of cool space facts. They have a bunch of interactive stuff that you can actually play games while you're in there. It's like you're on the rocket ship or like you're in space, how you pick up certain objects if there's not gravity, as well as certain food items of how they eat food in space. It is very like a hands-on informational section. Yeah, I would say uh, one of my favorite parts of that part um, in terms of like interactional stuff, uh, they have like little, I don't know how to describe them, like almost like kiosks um, spread throughout. And when you walk up to them, it's like a big kind of like a rectangular prism with clear glass on all sides and you can click on it and it's actually a massive screen and it pulls up like holograms of different rockets um, and different structures they've used to go to and come from space and you can interact with it and move it around like 360 hologram and read up on all the various equipment and stuff that, that they've used that was that was really cool to see as well I think my favorite part was the show it's like it takes you onto a plane I think we did the show where it's like a 3D show that you sit in and it took us to Pluto, I believe it was. Mars. And that I was we did the Mars one. Was it Mars? There's yeah, like three it was different like, yeah, ones the red that planet. you use. So that was actually really cool. It was like a ride. It wasn't scary at all. So like all ages can do it. And that I thought was really cool. Yeah, and if was... you... Go ahead, McKinley. If you've been to Epcot, it's kind of like Soren. Yep, it's definitely like soaring the bottom ground. It moves out underneath, so your feet kind of dangle, so you get that full full effect and full experience. So yeah. after we, we probably spent an hour or so in that section, and the Kennedy Space Center, one thing I didn't realize is it can actually be an all-day event. There's all kinds of things to do for all ages, and it's really nice there. I mean, you can get food there. They have a Starbucks. You can spend your whole entire day there. Um after we did that building, we actually went on a bus tour. So on this bus tour, they actually give you some random facts. It's about probably about a 10, 15 minute bus ride. 
and it takes you to a different section of the space center. Yeah. So that was, that may have been one of my favorite parts. So the bus ride there, um, they have like screens all on the bus and they play informational videos uh, talking about the place you're going. Um, so one of the places I'm sure we'll get to it, um, but there's like the vehicle assembly building, which is like the massive building where they actually build the rockets. Um, you don't get to go into it, but you do drive by it and you get to see all the equipment they use to ship the rockets in and out. Um, so that was one of the, that was one of my favorite parts as well. There's a, there's a lot of cool facts about it. it the building's like 468 feet tall, tall enough for it to actually rain indoors. Uh, the water will condense at the top and fall down like rain because it's so big. And the, uh, the flag painted on it is about the size of a basketball court. So it's, it's an awesome building to see. That was really cool. I like learning about the facts and then how they say they transport um, a rocket ship. How slow was that machine that moves? Yeah. While the rocket's on it, it's like a uh, half to one mile an hour to move the rocket. And then I think it's got a max speed of two miles an hour if there's no weight on it or they're carrying like a smaller payload. So I think they call them the crawlers. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool because I wouldn't have ever have thought that. And we actually got to see it. Also, so that was cool. And like you said, that flag, it doesn't look like it's that big. So just to learn that it's actually that big when you're up on close with it, I thought that was really cool fact. And the flag is hand painted, and it is the biggest hand hand painted flag in the world. I'm pretty sure. Yep. So when we were in this building, we kept hearing that we could actually touch a rock from the moon. So this was on our bucket list. This was one thing that we wanted to do and was determined to find and do. Um, this building is huge. There's a gift shop in it. There's a food court in it. The food court was not open. They're under construction when we went, but it's supposed to be a really nice food court that does like burgers, pizza, and all kinds of things so you can sit down and eat. Um, there's also like awesome photo opportunities. We all actually got to get in like astronaut outfits and they have a photographer on site where they'll take your picture off your phone, but they also do want you to um, purchase them as well. And they can put some like cool effects and stuff in it. Their gift shop is pretty decent size as well. So you can get all kinds of stuff there. And then they also have a really cool show that I loved and McKinley liked. And McKinley, do you want to talk about what that show was? So when you get to the first main building that the bus tram takes you to, you go in and you see a show and this talks about Apollo 8 and the rise and fall of it. And then you go into your second room where it is like the control room and it is the real control room of I'm pretty sure Apollo 8 as well. And it seems like there's a rocket taking off outside and it's just a very cool experience and a fun show. Yeah, that was that was also one of my favorites, uh, Kenley. I it's it's amazing. They have like the exact computers and they built like this replica set of the actual control room when Apollo 8 first launched, um, which is really cool. And when you're hearing the audio of like all the different people like counting it down and checking systems, they'll shine a light on that specific seat of where that person was sitting. Um, and then once the rocket takes off, 
we were not expecting it, but the whole room just shakes and rattles and they're blaring sound as if you're right there on the launch site. So that was, that was a very cool part. That was cool. It was very immersive. Like it felt like, like you guys said, it felt like you were there and you were one of the people working during all this. It was definitely really cool. Um, I do think they have another show too as well, but we didn't actually get to it. There's just so many different things there that you can do. And also McKinley and I, while Morgan, Jake and Kyle were reading up in like one of the sections that talks more about like the Apollo 11, Apollo 8, we went outside to see where like people actually sat to watch rockets go up, which of course we didn't see one go up or anything, but it was just cool just to see how far away that rocket actually has to be for you to safely watch it go up. Yeah, I think they said it's about three miles. Yeah, which is crazy. I never would have thought that. So as we were still looking, we couldn't find the moon rock. So we finally did find it. And it's towards the end of that building. And it's just in a little glass container with a little hole that you can put your hand in and touch a moon rock. But not many people say that they can touch a rock that was on the moon before. So that was really cool that all of us got to touch a moon rock. Definitely. Yeah, I was... I did not realize that was part of this and the nerd in me was geeking out very much. I was very much looking forward to touching a moon rock. Um, I, I also like to mention that this place, this building that you go to. So we were talking about the vehicle assembly building, the massive one with the huge flag. You don't get to go in that. This is a separate building. You'll drive past the VAB on the way to this building we're talking about. But even within this one, after you watch like a short film, you go into this massive, like, open atrium building that has the original, was it the Titan? Is it the Titan rocket? I forget what the name of the rocket is, but they have a massive rocket taken apart piece by piece, hanging from the ceiling, and it spans, like, 250 feet. It is huge. So you get to walk under it, um, and while you're walking under it, they have exhibits all over, like the space rock you can touch, like uh, moon landers that you can, the rovers that they would use, um, more like shuttle cockpits so you could go in and see what it was actually like. Um, so it's just a fascinating place to be. You could really spend UK. hours there. I mean, there's just so much to get done there. And we went the week before Christmas and there were people there, but it was not nearly as crowded. So we were able to take our time and do whatever we wanted to and stop and read however long we wanted to. We picked a really good time to go. And there was an exhibit where you could see old spacesuits, which was very cool. And just like more gems and minerals from other planets, such as Mars and the moon. And it was very cool. And of course, the Disney me, I loved seeing Buzz's spacesuit. I thought that was cool, and it actually looks pretty close to what Buzz Lightyear's spacesuit does look like. So they were definitely going for his look. So after we did that, you ride the bus back to the area, and there's all kinds of things you can do there. They actually have, like, a kid section where it's, like, an interactive, like, gym area. We, you do have to pay extra to do that, so we didn't end up doing that, but that was something McKinley wants to do on our next trip. It's like a huge gym area where you do certain exercises that like astronauts have to do, and you do all kinds of different things that like how they would exercise in space and how things would be different. 
Um, this is something McKinley definitely wanted to do, so we'll have to make sure we do that next time we go back. It was an astronaut training area and you could do an experience where it felt like you were taking off in a spaceship and just fun things like yeah and they also had um an imax 3d film show there as well we didn't end up doing that so they have that there they have like a journey to mars show i mean they just have all kinds of things that you can do um it's really cool. It's really neat. I definitely think if you're in Orlando and it's you don't have a Disney or Universal Park Day planned, this is definitely worth the drive going out and seeing all these things. And I know we'll definitely be going back. Yeah, I would agree. And it's it's truly crazy how much stuff they have. Like when we paid, we paid for the one day pass. It was like $80. I was like, oh, that's like kind of a lot. I thought it was just going to be like a museum. And it's like it's like a whole it's almost like an amusement park without like a ton of rides. Uh, but there's so many exhibits to see. We probably missed out on like, I mean, there's like a whole heroes and legends section um, that has like a short feature film. And then you, they basically have like an astronaut hall of fame. You get to walk through. We didn't get to see that. We didn't do the IMAX. There's some VR things that we didn't get to do. Um, so there really is like a lot. And if you're a space nerd that likes to read up on all of this, like if I ever went back, I would probably consider getting a two day pass or get a one day and get there like right as they open and just do nothing but that until they close. You could probably see everything if you did that, but a two day pass may be worth it. If you truly want to take your time and read everything it's, it's worth the money. I definitely agree. And I think too, the two day pass is not that much more. Um, so the one day pass, like you said, is $80 and I think it's maybe a hundred dollars for the two day pass. So it's really not that much more expensive to do two days and get two days worth of it. Um, one thing I do like too, is that it is very big and open. So if you have a little kid that's running around and stuff, there are sections outside where they can run around and get that energy out. Or if you're inside looking at stuff in the museum, it's just very set up to be kid friendly. Also. Um, that's one huge thing. A lot of people with little kids won't go because they're worried about that, but it's just a very open space and, very family friendly. Yeah, they also have um, like live education sessions all the time that are more like elementary school focused, um, like various science experiments and whatnot, um, whenever you're outside, like in the courtyard areas. So that's always something you can do. Like if you want to grab some food or grab a drink and just sit down, the kids can sit down and do it like an interactive science lesson, um, which I thought was really cool, too, for families. Yeah, they had a bunch of those all over. It seemed like everywhere we went, they were putting on some type of science experiment or something. So they did a really good job of that as well. Um, one thing that I thought was cool driving there and actually leaving is it's like a straight shot, but there's like a, I guess it's part of like a lake or ocean or what, what do you, I don't even know what to say. What Maybe was like a, a, bay. a bay of water yeah. was there. So we seen um, alligators in there and then we saw like wild pigs running. It was just, it's just a different type of atmosphere driving there and it just made the trip more fun and it was cool to do. And we even went on a land bridge, which was very fun. Yeah, the land bridge was very cool. Um, even while dressed, so once you get to the actual park and you want to go over to um, like where we said the launch sites were, you do like the bus ride and the bus tour. And even on that, 
there's a ton of wildlife. So that's where we saw like the alligators and pigs. They even mentioned a, they stopped and showed us a bald eagle's nest that's been nesting there for a few years. Um, so you do get to even see bald eagles down there. Just felt like a very patriotic moment between the rockets and learning about the history of the U.S.'s space program. And then you're seeing bald eagles. It's, it's just poetic. They also had the world's biggest space shop here. You can get hoodies, t-shirts, earrings, jewelry, freeze-dried candy, stickers, postcards, and just anything related to NASA and space. And it was very fun to look at. It is. So we'll definitely, we'll be going back there um, for sure. So I think this about wraps up our time. I, I know I definitely want to go back. I think it was a really cool experience um, and I'll definitely be recommending it to our clients for sure.